Welcome to Learning with Lisa, Student Success Beyond Expectations podcast with Lisa Navarra, award-winning educator, consultant, behavior specialist, author, and parent. This podcast provides support for school leaders, educators, and parents. We share and discuss evidence-based resources that are embedded in social and emotional learning to meet the needs of students who struggle focusing and learning. Teachers and parents find information and strategies to improve students' academic, behavioral, and social-emotional performance. It's time to turn kids from I can't into I can. Welcome to Student Success Beyond Expectations episode about parent-teacher conferences, what to look for, and what to give. Have you ever thought about what information you should be getting out of parent-teacher conferences? Or is your primary focus on sharing academic progress and overall performance with your students' parents? Whether you're a parent, educator, or administrator, this episode is designed to broaden your scope of communication with parents. Please feel free to comment so you can share your tips and tricks about your parent-teacher conferences and what you feel makes them so successful. I just conducted these conferences just last week, and I really began to think about what's the most important information that I can give to my students' parents so when they walk away with this information, they're learning something, something that's going to reinforce what we're doing in the classroom and really make a difference in their lives with their children. I think all, except for maybe a few parents, wanna know how their child is doing in school. So as educators, we are prepared with our report cards, progress notes, reading diagnostic, math diagnostic scores, current reading levels, math performance, and overall social, emotional, and behavioral performance. Yes, it's a lot, but I think we've been missing something that's a key here, a key in development and connection. And I also want to point out that as it relates to curriculum and levels, oftentimes we talk about children being on level above and below grade level. If you're a teacher of students who have students with special needs, having their parents come to you and hear once again, another year, another conference, that their child is behind or that their child is way behind still, it leaves them with a perpetual feeling of concern for their child or even uncertainty for their child. Where are they headed? How are they going to be? Will they be okay? Will they be able to learn and catch up? But I think we can alleviate some of these feelings and instill some empowerment if we provide them with certain information. And although there are some parents who begin their contact with us with a question, they may start off the conferences and take charge and have some questions for us but I find that most don't. They're sitting and they're waiting, more of a receiver of information to see what we have to say, what we have to say and what we want to share with them. So they really don't take the role of an active participant. So I think it's our job 
to get them involved. And how do we do that? We can do that by asking them certain questions. And the first question that I begin with is I say, what changes have you seen at home? It encourages the parent to actively think and identify the positive of what's going on with your child rather than the deficit, rather than looking for something that's not there. Let's start having them think right away what my child is doing. How are they doing at home? What changes do I see? And now they're more likely to receive your information more openly because they begin to identify some behaviors and skills that are developing or that they see that their child is consistently practicing at this point. If you've taken any of my courses or my trainings, you may have already picked up that I use the word what. What are those changes? Instead of saying, do you see any changes at home? By using the certain words that we use, such as what, it instills a confidence, a confidence in, I know what I've been doing in the class. I see my students or your particular child practicing this skill. And I know to this point, it's gotta be generalized to some degree. And so it's really encouraging with confidence for that parent to think about what it is that they've seen. And also as your special needs teacher, there's a couple of things that we really focus on, isn't there? The fundamental skills, and what are they? Really, it's teaching your students to focus and it's teaching them the skills in how to self-regulate. Because these are the most important skills that there are. And I have to say, I really like the way that some districts are starting to move back toward that special education is different than general education. And I think that's very important for parents to be able to differentiate. We've kind of built this culture of our special needs students, they need to be able to perform and they need to be able to perform just like the general education classes, thanks to No Child Left Behind. However, they're not the same and they're different. So you may have educators around you where you may struggle within yourself of how much time and effort do I really have to teach my students how to focus and how to self-regulate because I've got so many curriculum needs. But hopefully these tips and then this communication and support connection that you build with your parents through these conferences also will help you see their heart and that our main priority is to teach children to focus and self-regulate so that way they can learn the curriculum. And that's what we want. We want them to be able to acquire, access, and apply the information that we teach them. So when we ask our parents and say, what are those changes that you see, which is what I just did, I have to say, so I had a parent conference Monday, one on Tuesday, and I really had 10 on Wednesday, back to back to back to back, right? So when I asked this question, it was so obvious as to what was going on at home that I said, you know, I really need to do this podcast by myself, no guests this week, because 
it's a pattern that I'm seeing that I need to share. And that pattern was this. Parents in their own words were saying, my child wants to learn more. Oh, he's paying more attention. She takes out her homework. He's doing his homework on his own. So what are they saying? That their child is more focused and more independent. It's amazing when we teach our children in school and they go home and they're more independent. What does that mean? That means we're giving them the skills and strategies for them to practice, but to feel confident that they can do it. They don't need to lean on someone else. They can at least try. And so it was a very, very proud moment for even the parents to be able to share that as information and things that they're seeing. And teaching your students to be practitioners and learners to focus and self-regulate not only gives them confidence, but it gives their own parents confidence and hope that they can control their bodies and their bodies are not in control of them. Thanks, Henry, for teaching us that. Anyway, so once you establish the student's performance at home, share the student's performance in school and what you see. And you'll also find that the nature of the questions that your parents have for you, they change. Well, maybe even the quiet parents start asking some questions or making some comments. Because what you're doing is you're framing the way that they look at their child, maybe in a little bit of a different way. And sometimes that's what they need. So that way they can help to reinforce these wonderful skills that we want them to generalize between home and school. And not only that, then the parents start to engage actively, not only in our conferences or further communication past those conferences, but they start to engage with their child in a different way. They start to say, hey, you know, I see some changes. I want to be part of this too. I'll give you an example. So one day, it was about like a month ago or so, I had a parent, her child is on the spectrum. And I said, you know, this is a parent who I, I really think should be very receptive to coming in and just hearing more information about autism and self-regulation and how the brain works. So I invited her in and all it was was like a 20 minute conversation. And I wanted to teach her a few things, but of course I started off with what did you see at home? And she started to tell me at first homework. Homework is um, something that he likes to do, but sometimes he comes home and he says that he's tired. So I started to talk to her and I told her, well, he may be tired because he may have depleted his executive functioning and he may need a nap. And when he wakes up, if he's not ready to learn and he's still really sincerely tired, write me a note and it's fine. Let him be because we work really hard during the day. And I said, what about his communication skills? Have you noticed anything with that? So now that I explained a little bit about how executive functioning works and to alleviate some of that frustration that they may both be feeling, now I'm asking about the communication. Hey, you know what she said to me? She goes, yeah, you know, it's going okay. He's, he's, he's answering some more questions. 
And as she's telling me this, she says, wait a minute. You can see the whole process going on. She goes, I was talking with him. Actually, he came up talking to me and telling me about how somebody wouldn't share a toy at school. And I said, oh, really? She goes, yes. And it was absolutely wonderful. I said, what do you mean it was wonderful that somebody wouldn't share something with him? And she goes, because he was telling me all the details. He actually told me what the toy was that Ms. Navarro didn't want any toys really in school. And if we did bring something in school for recess, then we're supposed to play with it, not share, because if we lose it, we lose it. And he was going on all about that. And she started asking questions and asking more questions. And he was answering every question that she asked, he was answering. So now she's engaging in the learning process. And this all came about because I was speaking with her in the way that I was. Open communication with strategies and understanding, even during a time when I didn't have to. So I know we were very busy and we have a lot of demands and time really is not available. <clears throat> but if you can make the time for conferences when it's unexpected, then go for it. Parents are wanting it and it involves them in a very empowering way. But if you're scheduled for your parent-teacher conferences, that's how I would structure it, asking those types of questions. And when you see the parent thinking and really going through that process, then jump on it as a window of opportunity to teach your, your parent too. And you can even say that, I see you're, you're beginning to notice things that maybe you haven't really noticed in the past. After today, let's notice some more and let me know. Throw it on Parent Square, write me a note, let's meet again. So what I did was for all of you super organized teachers, who I know probably more organized than I'll ever be, who have your clipboards ready to go. I know you've got your Sharpies, your Expos, you got everything lined up for your parent-teacher conferences. And you also have your organizational chart, right? You've got your student's name. You've got what reading level and math level that they're working on, strengths and weaknesses. But I made one that I hope that you find helpful. And it's available to you on my Teacher Pay Teacher store, Henry's Tools, for free. And what I did was I added some of these questions, these essential questions to remind you to ask the parents. I also have a place for what questions the parents have asked you. So please always remind your parents, what questions do you have for me? Ask them in the beginning, the middle, and or definitely at the end of your conferences. So in addition to academics and social emotional learning that's added onto this reflection form, you also have questions for you to ask the parents and for the parents to ask you, as well as to get you in the framework of thinking, what strategies can I go into this parent-teacher conference with that's going to help the parent with either supporting the student's strength or improving an area of weakness or concern. And that way, if you even wanted to, you can use this form and give it to 
the parent. And then they can use it as a reference point because you know, any visuals that we give parents are very, very helpful. And another area that I've added in, because I think we really need to work very hard on interdisciplinary conversations and communication. And with that comes, how are my students performing in the classroom in terms of what services that they provide, that they receive? So if they receive physical therapy, occupational therapy, speech, you wanna keep those, those goals in mind, even looking at their IEPs, what goals should uh, I be looking for that they're working on in speech class? And what should I be looking for in my own class to see if they're making progress? So you even wanna mention that to the parents. Also collaborate with your service related service providers and see if there's anything that they wanna convey or if they want to join in in any of your conferences. So that way you really have a true representation of how that child is doing. So I really hope that today's episode was informational and inspirational, and of course, provide you with some resources to take and use in the future. I really hope that you enjoy this and please, I encourage you, help build our community here, write down some of the things that you do that you find successful because we're all in this together and I'm here for you as a resource as well. I appreciate all of you and all the great things that you do for your students, their parents, and also what you do for the people that you work around because what we do matters and I believe in you. Thank you for listening to the Student Success Beyond Expectations podcast, where school leaders, educators, and parents meet on behalf of children who struggle with learning. To bring workshops to your school or organization, contact Child Behavior Consulting and get started with resources available at childbehaviorconsulting.com, Amazon, and teacherspayteachers.com for ready-to-use resources and children's books. If you enjoyed this podcast, remember to review, subscribe, share, and give us a shout out on social media.